week's voice party is brought to you by IOPvideo.com. We're all stuck inside and content is king right now. So if you want to create some content, have some video shot, advertise your small business, start a podcast, whatever, check out IOPvideo.com. We do it all and we will do it all for you. IOPvideo.com. We make things look pretty. Oh, snap! Yep, yep, yep. How's it going, buddy? Going fine. How goes it with you? It goes great! It goes great! Welcome to the voice party, Joaquin. Hey, hey, hey. Just uh, just waiting for literally anyone else to join in. Bro! Oh, we got another person joining us. Sweet. What's up? Oh, it's Jadles! Oh, oh, Welcome to the voice party, Jadles. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> At least we could do, seeing as how it's, you know, your show. Oh, yeah. Nah, thank you. Thank you for welcoming <laughs> me to my show. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Joaquin? Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I saw your message. Uh, Joaquin's uh, weekly rambling about his grandparents. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Good, hopefully, they don't, hopefully they're not listeners. Her rambling. <laughs> that, not, not my rambling, her rambling is what I was No, you heard what I said. Hopefully they don't listen to the show. <laughs> Hear you talking about them. <laughs> was I talking about them on the last episode? Yeah, yeah no. on how I spent my Corona vacation. Like oh, 45 yeah. minutes of it was you talking about everything going on with your grandma. Hey, I mean, we we talk about real stories on this show. And, no, that's yeah, oh, shit gets I'm, real. I'm like, yeah, that's some of the stuff. I'm like, oh shit, he's 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 talking about that. Like, goddamn, that's some heavy shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, somebody will hear that and and feel like I'm not alone. You know, because no, nah, I you know what, that's that's like uh that's one of those things. Like, I, I I mean, I think I talked to you about it off, like it was just me and you talking, like. It is weird to see your family member in a situation like that. Sad is what it is. It's sad, yeah. Amen. Like I said, it's sad. Like I mean, it's different, obviously, because you know, you're you're in your case, they're they're old, you know, they're older than their grandparents. But my brother, it's just weird seeing him without a leg. Like I said, you know, yeah, it's just weird seeing your family member like that. Yeah. <clears throat> is it just us three right now? It's just us three right now. You know, you know how Gasper is. So I mean, Gasper that there was no rush. Gasper's so. running late to a phone call. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't want to, you know. Hey, drive. real quick, what have you guys been watching? Because I've been watching some dope shit, man. Okay, um, so I'll be honest, I haven't had a lot of time for watching, but my girl uh, Teresa, she has been binge watching Queen of the South with my boy Rigo. And they're like yeah, three, seasons. yeah. And they're like What's three, that about? Uh, like Mexican drug. Women. Oh, La Reina del Sur. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're like they're super deep into that. Um, you know what's crazy? That girl, the stars in that show. Uh huh. She's a she's the one that because of her, because of her portrayal of a of a cartel leader in that in that show. Mm-hmm. Um. She got El Chapo's attention, and he became friends with her, and that was what led to his arrest. And oh. Now 
she can't go back to Mexico or she'll probably be beheaded or some shit. Dude. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. So, so, but, but me though, on my end, like mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been reading a lot, like I'm up to spawn 34, I think. Oh, shit. Nice. Because it's like all these detours, like he crossed over with young blood. So I had to go read a couple issues of young blood. And that book is God awful. I'm so glad it died to death. And then there was an Angela miniseries where some stuff happens. So I had to go read the whole Angela miniseries. So I've read like 50 issues that have Spawn in it. But in the main title, I'm only up to like Spawn 34 or Spawn 35. He got his yeah. new costume already. So I've been reading that. And then uh, uh, I got uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on my phone. And I hopped on Amazon and bought me a Bluetooth controller that clips to my phone. So I've just been tearing up San Fierro and Los Santos. So I just made it to Las Venturas. I got my pilot's license. So shit's getting real. Shit's oh, getting yeah. real. Them ballers on Grove Street, they don't respect me one way or another. That's, you know what? Big time. I should be doing more writing. I mean, more reading and more writing. But I was going to ask you, the the Todd Mc, uh, the the Spawn ones that, you, that you're reading, are they – are they all Todd McFarlane? So, because he, he didn't write all of them. He I mean obviously yeah, not all of them. Early ones were all like written and drawn by Todd McFarlane, but yeah. that's a lot of fucking work. Hell yeah! <laughs> so eventually, uh, he would have other writers come on. He would have other artists come on. Eventually, Greg Capullo became like a regular artist, yeah. and so he would still like oversee everything, and he would write every now and then. But as the series went on, uh, he would bring in other writers and uh, uh, and other artists and stuff just to keep the book on schedule. It, it that motherfucker wrote and did the art for some of his early, like he did. He, That's crazy. He's because he, he's kind of like what people think. Not, not nothing 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 against him, but he's kind of like what people thought. Most people think. Stan Lee is like he wrote and fucking <laughs> towards his towards the end of his Marvel run, he was writing and doing the art on the Spider-Man books he was doing, and then when Spawn started up, he was doing that. But I understand when they when him and Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld all formed Image Comics, you know, mm-hmm. not just a writer artist, he's also an executive. He's running the yeah. Uh, he start. He has his own toy line, McFarland Toys, that he's running. So he has all this other stuff that he's doing. That guy's impressive. So, but you know, it's it's fucking interesting because I don't know how big a Spawn fan either of you guys are. But uh, not much. Okay. I do know, I do know about Todd McFarland writing and doing the artwork for his early shit, and and then also when he was in Marvel. That's impressive as fuck, dude. Yeah, and like. Um, I'm just like this is like the first time I'm reading through the comics like my first introduction to Spawn was the, the fucking toys like I would go to like a friend's house and his older brother would have these fucking Spawn figures on his shelf and they look cool as fuck like cooler than anything else I'd fucking seen on the toy shelves and it almost seemed like too cool like it wasn't meant for me like it was meant for someone much older than me and so that was my first real introduction to Spawn. And then the movie came out. And the movie was what it was, you know. But then the animated series on HBO, uh, a buddy of mine had like a VHS tape of it. And so I had watched that with him and just fucking it blew me away and loved the shit out of that. 
And now that I have all this free time, I'm reading the comics, and it's making me love it even more. So the so the newer those are newer comics, basically, right? Well, no, I'm going back to I started with Spawn number one that came out in 1990, oh, uh, and are I'm you, working. Are you on an app or or what? Yeah, I'm reading everything online. But uh, but Spawn 300 just dropped a few months ago, and Spawn now currently has the record of the longest running. Uh, creator-owned comic in history. So I don't know how far I'm going to get. I'm, I'm aiming for 300. I don't know if I'm going to make it there, but I'm aiming for it. Damn. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's good. I, I uh, like, I have some, like, I still have to read uh, Boris. Uh, he hit me up about about his book. I haven't gotten to it. But I'm I'm gonna get into it this week, man. I'm I'm just been freaking out, dude. We're about to hit twenty. I'm about to hit thirty on Friday. I mean, you know. See, I forget what a youngin you is, cause cause I'm over here and I'm just like, oh god, I'm thirty three. I'm halfway to death. Oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. But I've, you you going through your 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 uh, quarter life? Yeah, man. I'm a growing I'm a growing boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what about you, Joaquin? What have you been reading and watching? Or what do you, what do you? I mean, I know you're busy, so I don't even know if you have time to watch or, or you know. I mean, pretty much, I um, I managed to get like like, I I I feel terrible for saying this, but I am a little bit envious of people who have the time to like just sit and binge through mm-hmm. like three seasons of a show, um, because <laughs> I don't I don't really have the 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 time. Um, but what I have seen, um, you know, I've, I've been watching, we've been watching, um, like, a you know, the docu-series Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Um, and, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to, we're going to review that eventually. Yeah. I think (laughs) there's two more episodes to go and then, and then, and then we'll just, we'll tell y'all our thoughts on fucking Dark Side of the Ring. That'd be a long episode. Yeah. Yeah, like I had no idea it was like a I feel like, like a TV series, you know, and and like and anyway, I'll say that before we talk about it later. Yeah. But that show, I HBO said that they were um giving out certain, some of their shows for free streaming. So I was like, all right, this is my my chance to see a, a couple of shows that are on my bucket list to see, which is the the Sopranos and um The Wire. And like I'm up to like episode five, season one of The Sopranos. And that's just because I don't have a whole lot of time. You know, it's like, and if I'm lucky, I'm like, all right, I get to stream like one, one hour uninterrupted without something, hearing something crash in the distance or hearing some, some, there being something I need to check on. And, and the CW, the CW shows have started back recently and I'm knocked out. Yeah. Uh, I was able to knock out Flash and um, and Legends on Sunday, and then I was able to knock out Batwoman on um, on on Monday. Miracle of Miracles, yeah. there. Yeah. Before before JD <laughs> hopped on, I was gonna ask you because I haven't seen Flash yet, but that Legends was fire, bro. Yes, yes, I really adored it. It's um, it's you know what Legends is the show that like normally. I, I tend to raise my eyebrow at like, you know, 
silliness. You know what I mean? Because legends can get that way sometimes. So they're just they're just like you know what whatever we'll just have as much fun as we can because we have a very you know they 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 filled in a niche that the other superhero shows weren't really doing. And is that is that the, the in spite of the fact that it's not really my style, I still really do come out enjoying yeah. it and actually feeling the beat. Yeah. That's like the with, thing is even though it's a lighter tone when they do have those serious moments, they stand out more and they have more weight because of that. So those you are know, the and, and I and I do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with White Canary and yeah, um, I hear a lot of good things about him. I've never actually seen one. I've only seen a few episodes of Arrow, uh, but I heard uh, uh, the Legends is pretty good. And I see there's like I thought it was just like, I mean, n- nothing against the actors. I thought they weren't like known actors. There's some like you know some well known actors in there, you know. Like I didn't know it was. I underestimated it basically. Hmm. And um, you know, so I, I I enjoyed the Legends episode. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the the Flash. I I thought Batgirl was fine. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with that later on. I, I actually I thought Batwoman was 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 pretty darn good, honestly. Um, which isn't something that I normally say about the show because sometimes I'm like, all right, it was cool, it was cool, it was cool for what it is. All right, it's good, it's good. But this episode was like, oh. All right, we brought some. It was, it was interesting, um, but yeah, that's so. That's pretty much what I've. I I was able to finish. There is a new book um, my kids were reading this year, and I, I um, you know, I had checked it out because I like to, you know, if it's if it's a novel that I haven't read, you know, and I've read most of the, you know, they teach most of the same stuff every year, but every now and then there'll be a new book because there'll be a younger teacher who wants to like reach the youth and you know, Hey, this got the Newberry award. This got the whatever award and it's, it's topical and it's current and it's fairly well written for their age range. All right, let's, let's deal with this. So um, I picked it up out of the the library, the school library just before quarantine. And um, it's funny because the, the the librarian was like, ah, you'll read it in like a day, but it's it's surprisingly good. And, you know, considering I haven't had a whole lot of time, I was surprised I was able to read through, I got through like half half of it one day and another half the other day. That's how quick a read it was. It's um the Angie Thomas novel, uh, um, The Hate You Give. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know, so it was pretty, pretty good. It's basically just um about the it's a reaction to the police shootings across america you know people of color and it's it's a fictional account um about a young lady who actually sees an old friend of hers get shot right in front of her and she's the only witness to the crime and you know there's this sort of do i stand up do i not stand up what's the right you know it and it wasn't like police bashing either like her uncle's a cop and it explores what it's like for someone to be involved in the urban community, but but go to a private school and and kind of have that that sense of smarts about you. But then, you know, it's like you, you're hanging out with your rich preppy friends who just kind of don't get it, you know. And then you're hanging out with kids on the other side that kind of don't get it. It was, it was interesting. It was it was good. I see why the teachers at Kennedy were really gun ho about pushing this book forward on, on the kids because it's new, hard to, get newer them to read book, anything. Right? Like, is the modern... It came out like... A, they made a movie, like, I want to say it was last year. Mm. They put the movie out. Okay. 
and uh, yeah, it's written by a, a woman who had aspirations to be a rap artist, and failing oh, that, she turned into a novelist. And her 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 second novel is dropped dropped this year, and it's I can't remember what it's called, but her second novel is actually about a young female rapper who's trying to make it in the industry, and she actually wrote the raps in the in the novel and what have you. So it's yeah, I'm not. It's not really up my alley because it's sort of written for for ninth grade yeah. and below, um, but but it it surprisingly touched me, and I think you know it, it, it's it's not really heavy on the details. It's not very ultra descriptive. It's not, but the emotional beats, the empathy that you feel for the main character, and the nuance of how everything plays out. What was the name? Pretty again? solid. What's the name again? Um, the hate you give. Yeah, I think you give. It's it's reference to a Tupac yeah. quote, which is the hate you give. The kids. Uh, it's like f f's infants. Thug life. You know, right, basically the hate you gave uh, little infants. Uh, yeah. Fucked everybody. Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. that now. I'd be, yeah, I think I do remember hearing about that. But it, it, where, do you know where the girl's from? Is she from like Cal- somewhere in California, or am I about that? Because I could have sworn I heard about that. Yeah, I think she like is LA. from, from yeah. L.A. or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she even mentions my cousin oh, in the shit. novel because yeah. there's a, she goes on, a, the main character goes on a list of other people who have, who have been, like real people who have been killed um, in a similar way to the way the fictional character had been killed. And I was like, you know what, this, this novel is perfect for what it is. I mean, as far as the age group it was and the ethnic demographic it was launched in, but even if you're an adult, you can still read it and, and if you've never, if you've never had this happen to you, it's a great like had a loved one taken from you this way. Um, it is a I think it is a, it is a great way to sort of experience that that through the eyes of yeah. someone else. Um, it's one of the things writing is for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean that's so that's pretty much what I've been up to. And and this sometimes you know. I have more time than others. You know, sometimes it's like, all right, well, they're asleep for like three whole hours in the afternoon. So I'll go work out and I'll come in and I'll, I'll read a bit and everything's clean. The bathrooms are all clean and the kitchen's clean and the carpet's been, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no emergencies. There's no accidents. There's nothing like that. So it's, it's perfectly fine. And I just kind of get the, I think I know how, you know, it's you got it's, a little Jack Torrance in yeah, I can hear um, him. <laughs> 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 you got Jack Torrance in man. <laughs> but you know, half the time though, when I have like more than an hour of free time, I just end up sleeping. And yeah, I hate that's it. Good. You know, I, I you wake know up and I'm like I'll say this during the quarantine, I'm, I don't know why I'm sleep deprived. It's so stupid. I know a lot of people have been sleep deprived. During, when you don't have a schedule, it's easy to be sleep yeah. deprived. And that's my problem right now. I, I think I only slept, I feel asleep at four and I woke up at nine. <laughs> How many? My hours? grandmother. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. My, my grandmother was yelling at grandpa at like 5 30 in the morning. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, you got a reason, dude. I'm over here watching. Speaking of, we were talking about fucking HBO. What I've been fucking doing, um, uh, I last week I watched 
all of the the, the series on on Netflix that's uh, based on the Waco mm-hmm. uh, incident. I watched the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> I, it, I don't know if you guys know. You, you guys remember that when you were kids, the Waco thing? I I don't. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember it because I was only three, but. I mean, I figured maybe, I don't know if you guys remember hearing about it. It's basically when this fucking cult, this, 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 uh, the Branch Davidians, they were like super weird. Like the guy was super obsessed with the Bible, but, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's how you fool, I guess he fooled motherfuckers in and they were like married couples and they would go and live in this compound. And like, he, he was the only one that had sex with everyone's wife. So if, like, if you went to live there, <laughs> he did his church mass whatever but then he fucked your wife and you weren't allowed to fuck your wife that's how it went so he got hella kids and i don't know it's you i mean you gotta watch it but because they go into details it was based on a book that was written by i believe the fbi agent who was the the what's it called the um the the guy that talks to like the what's called the the negotiator okay yeah yeah the the negotiator he's played he's played by uh, the guy that plays general zod uh, Michael Shannon, great fucking actor. Um, oh, see, I'm so fucking old school. I'm here like, oh, Terrence Stamp. No, oh, you mean the new, the new one? The okay. New one, my Is bad. Terrence Stamp you know still crazy? alive? That guy also played uh, B Rabbits and Eight Mile. His his stepdad is like banging his mom. He's like his age. He played the. Remember they get into like a fight in Eight Mile with his stepdad. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's Michael Shannon. And uh, so I watched all of that. It, it it's it kind of. You know, it's it's a great fucking series. If you get around to it, if you got Netflix, it's on Netflix. It's really good, and it's got good yeah. actors. It's got uh, like I said, Michael Shannon's in it. Also, um, uh, the guy from John Carter, the guy that played John Carter. He's he also the guy that played uh, uh, Gambit in the Wolverine, Wolverine Origins. He's, he's the yeah, yeah. He probably should have been a bigger star than he was. Yeah, I know exactly that guy. He's underrated. He's a good actor. You, if you watch it, like. He's like he's like that dude from uh 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 he was in Terminator Salvation played Marcus yeah and he was in the Clash of the Titans and he was in a couple other things and then he never did anything else like he should have been bigger oh, than he was he's, so about, I could, he's he's actually isn't he the same guy that was in uh, Avatar yeah. yeah that guy I forgot his name but I know what you're talking about that that's one of those that yeah. should have been a bigger star. Yeah, and then it yeah. also has uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, who was in that uh, in Lords of Chaos, which is another good movie. Uh, what's his name? Rory Culkin. Is that yeah? He's he's plays one of the dudes. I don't want to spoil it, but he's one of the people in the cult. But anyways, I watched all of that in three days, maybe two days. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes. And then uh, then I start. Uh, uh, I watched a, a documentary about Cuba. Which is very interesting. Cuba is is some Cuba is a crazy little fucking place, man. Uh, anyways, I watched that, and it mostly deals on Fidel, how Fidel overthrew the government with uh, a small ass army and fucking uh, I, did some fucked up shit, like murdered hell of people. And uh, so by this 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 is like last week, and then I just kind of decided I've been sitting too much, man, and I'm getting fatter. So I hit up Evan. And I got a bunch of dope equipment from Evan, so I got like barbells, and just because he's getting, he's got too much clutter, so he sold me a few things. So I got a few things in here in the room now. 
Uh, I got rid of, I, I put the drum set somewhere else and I got a little bicycle for running and I got a bunch of weights, medicine balls and, and, and a bunch of shit. So now when I'm watching something, I'm actually like working out and, and watching something. So I just started watching, uh, since this is, this is, I, I watch a lot of stuff. I don't know why, but I'm very interested in watching mob stuff. Cause you know, we talked about doing the, maybe in the future, the Iceman, uh, review. Dude, we got to. We have to. Um, I have a book called Murder Machine that's based on that crew. Cause that guy, the Iceman, I mean, he was crazy, but his whole crew was fucking crazy. And they were all connected to like the big Gambino crime family. And uh, while doing all this research on, on mob, I started looking at there's like a lot of mobsters doing interviews now. <laughs> and and they're like fucking sharing a lot of dope, like I mean not dope, obviously, but like some crazy stories. And uh, there's a couple of them. I mean, if you guys are interested in watching some of those, I'll send you the links. There's like some on Valley Taintman, and there's some on uh, uh, Vlad TV, and a bunch of other ones. But there's, it's it's. In, I mean, I don't know why. Francetti's the main one, though, right? Like he's the one that's getting like the most traffic. Michael Francis. Yep. Yeah, Michael Francis. Yeah. Have you seen his interviews? That guy was fucking yeah, millionaire. Huh? They've had him doing like, uh, they've had him reviewing video games based on the mafia yeah. now, whether or not it's legit and movies and he explored the darkness of his <laughs> life. Yeah. And you know the mafia is is in a weakened state if he's running around just. <laughs> doing whatever. I mean, according to some people I know, this is just according to some people I know, like, those guys, those guys are the ones that are in the older shit, because when, when What's-His-Name came and fucked it up, like, oh, well, I mean, not fucked it up, but, you know, when What's-His-Name, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Giuliani came and, and basically destroyed them. They, like, yeah. went even more secretive, and I've been, like, studying a lot about it, just because I'm interested, and and supposedly they like after that whole Giuliani thing, a lot of the mob got deeply into porn, <laughs> which is a legit business. Yeah, they got I legit. I mean, but it, I mean, it, you know what it is. But it's like they they control that, and they still control a lot of like casino shit. Yeah, like, and you know what's funny that that's really what the mafia was all about in the beginning was mm-hmm. creating like getting the power. And the sway and the favors necessary to make themselves legitimate in a world that was kind of against Italian Americans at the time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they had a lot of racism to sort of overcome, and they felt a bunch of them ganged up together and decided to take shortcuts and build power that way. And, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to turn them into Robin Hood figures. I mean, they did some terrible things to get to where they are now, but this was. I get the sense that this was the end goal here. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, we they're not just, they, they weren't just necessarily all in it just to be criminals. They were in it to make a, 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 a living and achieve that, that dream. And even though what they, they did, they shouldn't have done. It's it not a situation. A corporation. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think they did it the wrong way, right. but they did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but if you think about any kind of organization, I mean, not all, but like, Fuck it all starts with a war, dude. You know, <laughs> like it, like even <laughs> even on a government level, it all starts with a fucking war. You know, mm. uh, it, it to a certain extent, yeah, yeah. But I agree, I agree, and that's why it's kind of interesting because it's like, you know, there's 
whatever government with rules and and blah 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 and then you know these motherfuckers create a, 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 a i guess in a way a second government and sometimes in in some of these stories that i read it seems like they were fucking in, in a lot of ways more powerful like you know i mean i just watched the irishman like that motherfucker was powerful as hell what's his name uh uh I don't know if you guys seen that on Netflix. I saw Netflix. it. I, I saw it in theaters, actually. I would you think. You know, I because I have a Netflix account, and it's weird. I almost didn't see it just because of that, but I was like, you know what? This is this is uh this is one of the greats. But now I got to support the greats. So Hell yeah, yeah. You know, and I I thought it was good. I thought it was classic Scorsese. Mm-hmm. My only thing. The only thing is, I from what I've read, it's not necessarily best to consider the account that the movie is based on right. to be factual. actual factual, because other yeah. other sources have come out and said that that the uh, Irishman takes credit for murders and things that he didn't necessarily do. You which know what is, I mean? Like, which is what I've heard about that about the the the. The Iceman, too. I've heard a lot about that about him, that he claimed to have killed over 200 people, but according to some people, they're like, nah, that's not true, which is, you know, I mean, who can you believe? Right, you know. And, I mean, if the other mafiosi are like, actually, that was Jimmy Two Fingers that pulled that one off. He wasn't even in town that yeah. day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess if you're gonna go down for murder, you might as well go down as the hardest son of a try to go down as the hardest son of a gun if that's your value system. Yeah, but I thought it was a fine film. I the CGI, I hated that shit. The C the de aging Marvel. I feel like, like I when I saw that, I was like, that was good. This, Marvel. <laughs> it, when Marvel does theirs, it's excellent. Yeah. But for some reason, when and this is the irony because you know Scorsese came out and said some negative things about. Marvel Studios, but it's like they got the de aging tech right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> do that, old man. Like, man I, you know, Atman and War. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> but you know, because it looked like I'm, I'll be entirely honest with you. It seemed to me that the Irishman was supposed to be like when they when they when he first meets uh, Danny DeVito's character. They're supposed to be much younger than they even look in the CGI. Because yep. I'm like, wait, this is the 40s. Yep. In the scene after, or the 50s after hey, the said, war. How do they look know? like they're 40? Are they supposed to be like in their 20s or their 30s or something? He looks like he's 40 now well, in the so de-aging. The ending part was in the 60s, or yeah, the ending part was in the 60s, <clears throat> and they were like in their what 50s? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because uh. Yeah, they. I think he 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 died in I believe the sixties. <clears throat> so yeah, it it didn't. That's the thing I didn't like about it is the CGI was so bad, and they look old, and they try to make them look young, and then the parts where they look young, they still look old as fuck, and then the timeline they go back and forth a lot, where I was just confusing to keep up. Like, okay, what is this? <laughs> is this the seventies or the fifties or you know, like in the scene where they're driving. And and he's driving with uh with Joe Pesci. Uh, uh, that confused me a lot. I was like, what, what the fuck's going on here? Like, who? How old are? What, what time frame? Are he talked about being in Cuba, and then it's like if he was in Cuba. That was like the forties and fifties. But you know, it, it was confusing. That that's the only thing I. That was one of the beefs I had. Other than that, I thought it was great because it was like kind of like we talked about with Star Wars. It's the last time you're gonna see a movie with those characters from the seventies. 
Yeah. That's what this felt like. Like, this was like the last time you're going to see a Scorsese film with all these characters, all these actors. In, in, like, the actors, yeah, because they're getting old. Yeah. And that's what I like. Scorsese getting old. And, getting old. That's what I liked about you know? it, though. If, I, if I, I'm be honest, I, I was, I really liked uh, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino scene because those to me have been like the, aside from De Niro, obviously, but those to me, like mob wise, mob movie wise, those two guys have been like the best mob uh, actors. Uh, Joe Pesci's best performance has got to be, for me, fucking Goodfellas. And one of the best ones, I mean, other than The Godfather of Scarface, uh, fucking Donnie Brasco. He does hella good as a mob guy. Mm, mm. The Pacino. And to see them in a scene together, that was pretty dope, man. Like, I give him props for that. I was excited about that. And you know what's funny is, Al Pacino usually mm. plays like the chill mobster, the quiet guy. Like, come here, let me talk to you. We're gonna work it out, mobster. And in this one, he was this loud, crazy, and like shouting threats kind of. And Joe Pesci is known for being like explosive and fast talking, kind of like Al Pacino, Al, uh, Al Capone kind of style. And yeah. This one, he's the he's the one that's calm, and he's like in that scene and cool together, and collected. Yeah, he's collected. He's telling, him, "Hey, calm down, calm down." Like you know, like he's that was like that was good acting. And it was, you know, I, I remember remember when Joe Pesci took that break it was like for ten years or something like that. He wasn't acting at all. You know why he did that? No, why? Uh, well, there's you can look it up. There's some real shit connected to this. His ex wife, his ex wife's ex husband was murdered, and there there were some speculations that he had something to do with it, <laughs> like he uh, hired someone or something, because he. Because of all the wise guys he, he was cool with around, in real life. Real wise guys. Like, that's why he did it yeah. so well. There was some guy who actually took him with him to see how what real wise guys acted. And, and like, he saw. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't know, it's a little, a little uh, fun fact about Joe Pesci. When he first started off, before he got into acting, he was a, he was a guitarist. And he was a really good guitarist. And, like, I think... Some comedian brought this up. That's why I found out. He also had an album as a kid, a music album. <laughs> he was a singer. and uh, But when he was a teen, he was in a band, and he was a really good guitarist. But he got kicked out because they found a better guitarist. You know who that other guitarist was? Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> that's, that's a little fun fact about Joe Pesci. Oh, yeah, I I forgot to mention um, that uh, one thing I have also been doing during this COVID nineteen quarantine is reading on the Frosted Mini Fears Facebook and Instagram Instagram um, Mondays, and um, I've been reading on the Facebook page live on Wednesdays various short stories. The public domain ones are read on Facebook, and then the non-public domain ones are read on Instagram because Instagram, you're only up for like 24 hours or whatever before they go down anyway. So catch me if you can, covers. <laughs> Wait, so you've been you've been reading like short horror stories? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. what's what's uh? Do you guys have any like new? You've watched, you recommend? Any of you? Any new? Any new any, ones? Any I haven't new heard of any new ones. To be honest, I haven't 
You know the last cream pasta I, I read or watched is the one about uh like I think we talked about it on the podcast in one of the episodes about about Disney. Like an So I'm I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not really big into like creepy pastas. Me neither. Like, except if I'm like bored. So, which I think it's kind of fucked up because like for the long for a while we were billing Frosted Mini Fears as the new face of creepy pasta. Yeah. And then I don't even fucking keep up with the shit because I think most of it is stupid. Yeah. 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 It's some sometimes it's like I remember I Google I, I was like looking for a good one and then it's like the the thing's like the scariest. It was a list of scariest creepy pastas. And if something's not scary, I at least want it to be entertaining, you know? Yeah. And some of them, it was just like, nah, it's not even that. There was a long time, or a while, where me and Chad were talking about taking, like, creepy pastas that we thought had potential but fell short mm-hmm. and, like, remaking them and kind of fixing them like we wanted to, like, do the Russian sleep experiment but the end have of- it not been so shittily. The ending and we sucks. were going to do the same abandoned by disney where we're gonna do abandoned by disney but with a better ending yeah. like an actual good ending an actual scary but, ending <laughs> but, but we ended up not doing it because we thought oh is that disrespectful are we gonna get a lot of backlash we we're really concerned what people thought back when we had that idea now i don't think we give a shit and we probably would do it anyway is there copyrights on a uh, i don't think so right no i I kind of I like the idea of like a haunted Disney park, you know. That sort of. Have you of... ever heard of uh, Banksy? Yeah, yeah, hear, yeah. yeah. Did you hear about his Banksy. his uh, Disney? Uh, uh, it was like a art piece, but it was a, his his. He created a abysmal park. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of what that was supposed to be. It was a scary Disney, and it was. I think I don't know if it's still. I don't know how long it was open for, but you you could go visit it, and it was like creepy as hell because he he hates Disney. Mm. But yeah, I would I would uh, uh, a scary amusement park or a scary. I mean, there's a bunch of that in Halloween, but yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to to go to. Uh, so you, you guys are gonna remake some of those creepy pastas. Now you said I mean, you was, don't give a fuck now. Idea. We had that idea early on in the show, and we were so worried about what other people thought that we talked ourselves out of doing it. Mm. Uh, it's an idea. If we had that idea now, we don't give a shit what people think. So we were, if we came up with that idea now, we're like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But I mean, in reality, those two stories would be really expensive to do the way we would want to do yeah, them. To film, so, not necessarily like a voiceover and just images. Yeah, well, because I like I like I like doing short films and making things cinematic. I mean, even when we did that music video, yeah. I tried to make it almost like a short film the way yeah. I shot it. And so it was a story. You know, I'd want something like yeah. that. The, the the Russian really good, man. Not, I, I actually do like the the beginning I, of it. I, it's it's great up until the monologue at the end. That's where it fell for me. That was, yeah. Now, I, I actually had an idea, and I ran this by one a while back. You're cutting off. What's that? Hello? You're cutting off. Okay, sorry. So I was going to say, I had this idea um, that I came up with a few years ago, and I pitched it to Joaquin, where uh, 
basically, we do like a sequel to the Russian sleep experiment, where <laughs> where basically here here was my, here was my uh, you know that short film we did Snipe Hunt or Snipe mm-hmm. slash, slash Hunt. Well, there was an organization in that film called Alain Vital. So I had this idea. I was like, all right, what if Alain Vital has been studying the Russian sleep experiment? They think they know what went wrong and they're going to try it again. And lo and behold, shenanigans ensue. That's, yeah. Uh, which is one, which is one we could, I'd, we could potentially still yeah. do. That, that was an idea Honestly. I had. And I was going to call it TR slash slash SE the Russian sleep experiment, but then put the slashes in there like I did with Snipe Hunt to try and mm. just just fucking cinematic universe everything because Lord knows we need more cinematic universes. <laughs> I love interconnected stories, I'm, you know, I, but I, I, I can... I, to a point, yeah. but then when fucking Spawn has me reading shitty issues of Youngblood, I start to not like it as much. You know... We were just talking about this. But I mean, Youngblood is terribly written. Youngblood is god awful, and I'm mad that I had to read two issues of it just to find out what happened to Chapel. And it was. I mean, honestly. Okay. All right. I got to rant for a minute because I haven't been able to talk to anybody about this. And you guys seem like you understand it. So, wait, wait, before you rant, I. I, I thought I mentioned to answer his question about creepy pastas. <laughs> um, I, before we get you know in, in off topic, I, I have never really been. I've I've never really seen creepy pasta as. I know it is a genre. I know it is a subgenre of horror, but for me, I've always liked horror itself. I don't necessarily go seeking creepy pastas, but I have. There's a couple of um, of YouTube channels that I follow Alter and I think the other one is called Creep TV. And they have a, a bunch of original short horror films that are like 10 minutes or less. What was and the one name of again? their short horror films got spun off into Creep TV I, and uh, or Crypt TV and uh, Alter. And Crypt TV actually, one of their short films got spun off into a Facebook watch series. So that's a thing. So I, I've seen you know, uh, a few things like that. There's a sci-fi channel I follow real called quick, Dust. Real quick, real quick, real quick. And I saw a short, one. yeah. Did you see the one, I think yeah. it was Crypt TV uh, short, where there's like a girl in bed and her husband's next to her and like her phone's ringing and she's like, no, you get it. And he doesn't get it. And then it's like, they, they cut to like the face of the guy or whatever. They, they, she answers the phone finally. She puts her armor over him to grab the phone. And she's like, what? Who is this? And it's like, it's her husband. And she's like, oh shit. <laughs> Who's next to me? And then it's like, did you oh, see that one? Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, it that's so really short. good. That was inspiring. That's yeah. really Sorry. good. I just wanted to ask if you saw that one. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I need no, to I was, rant. I need to rant before. Fine, Phil. So, rant. For those of you who don't know, in Sp- in the Spawn world, there's a character named Chapel. He's an assassin who used to work with Al Simmons. And he's the one who actually murdered Al Simmons and therefore turned Al Simmons into Spawn, right? They had a confrontation in the Spawn books. Spawn kicked his ass. Chapel's actually a member of Youngblood. Um, And I I don't fucking read Youngblood. Is Youngblood a a group or a guy? It's it's a group that Rob Lytho created 
um, with a bunch of superheroes who are part of like a government organization, and they're all real shitty. Like in the Youngblood book, they refer to Chapel as if he's like this great man and this great hero, even though he fucking like rapes and murders people all the fucking time. But I digress. So anyway, I'm reading on something happens and they're like, oh, to see what happens. Read Youngblood issues eight and ten. I'm like, God damn it. So I got to fucking track down these Youngblood issues and read the shitty comic. So basically, here's how bad Youngblood is. Here's here's what happened with Chapel, right? Basically, Chapel, you know, he works for this government agency with superheroes and assassins and shit, finds out that the U.S. government infected him against his will without his knowledge with a, like a dormant version of the HIV virus. And they can activate it to control him like the fucking Suicide Squad. They're, that's their way of controlling him is they can activate this HIV virus if he gets out of line. And so... That's heck of Yeah, nice. and this this is like fucking like 93, 94, somewhere in there. Yeah. And like fucking Chapel slips into a depression. Like he 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 wants to he, he feels like he's a dead man walking. Somehow he figures out that Spawn is Al Simmons, and he's like, Well, fuck, I killed him and he came back. If I can find out how he did that, maybe I can pull the same Houdini magic on me. So he confronts Spawn, has a big fight with Spawn. Spawn's like, dude, this is stupid. You don't want to do it. No one who ever made a deal with the devil came out the other side with good fortune, you know. And Chapel fucking, like, smiles and is like, deal with the devil. That's all I needed to know. And fucking blows his brains out right in front of Spawn. It's this big graphic two-page spread with his fucking brains splattering everywhere. Fucking kills himself in front of Spawn. So that way he can die and make a deal with the devil and come back to life without HIV. And the whole time you're reading it, you're like, this is fucking insensitive as shit. Holy fuck. Like, because especially in the early 90s, like 92, 93, like when we didn't know shit about the HIV virus and people literally thought it was a death sentence and you had people committing suicide when they found out they had it. And then for fucking Rob Liefeld to be like, I'm going to turn this into a story arc. Like, holy shit. I mean, this is before they had treatments for it, too. Like, people were actually dying of it more often than... Because now they have, like, medications that can prolong your life. Yeah. Believe, but back then, yeah. it was... It kind of was. I'm it reading it. It's like, oh, the story is shitty. The art is shitty. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad I had to read these two shitty comics just to find okay. out what the fuck happened to the chapel so I can continue my spawn story. I can see why they didn't in the spawn book. I can see why they're like, uh maybe let's have this happen in Young Blood. Let's not put this in the spawn book. We gotta so they, didn't, they, they, they didn't do that thing they often do in serialized comics where like They'll be talking in word balloons and be like, remember last month, month when Chapel shot himself have you in read the face? Have you like, read yeah, I quick. remember that. Have you read those, Joaquin? <laughs> the one he's talking about? Because I haven't um, read. I've, I've read a few Spawn comics over not the, the years, but not blood. that particular okay. storyline. No, and you know why? Because I know. I, look, all I'm going to say is this. There's a hint of image comics is not the indie darling of creative promise and and execution 
uh, that that it, it was not the way it is today. Well, no, no, I'm talking about like Image Comics now versus yeah. then. Image Comics now is all about like independent writer artist promise and and usually pretty good execution. Image Comics then was really just about the artist. They didn't really well, have a very few of those guys had storytelling well, chops and it kind so of showed. I think Phil, some I mean, of them I were great. Phil different, uh, <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. You know, mm. I like JD. I'm, I'm sure you don't know much about like the origin of Image Comics. No, uh, you know what? Just real quick before you go off, <laughs> I all along I don't know why I thought Spawn was also part of uh, uh, Dark Horse. Oh, I mean, he crossed over with Batman one time, but that's about as far as it goes. But so basically, mm-hmm. the way Image Comics came about is you had a group of artists. You had Todd McFarlane who was working on. Spider-Man, he was the co-creator of Venom. Um, oh, shit, Spider-Man. I didn't know that. He co-created Venom. Yeah. He's one of the killer artwork. He was writing fucking great stories, great artwork, fucking blowing people away. You had Rob Liefeld, who I, I'm sure I'm sure he I'm sure he knows people in the industry, and that's why he had a job. But he had Rob Liefeld. And you had Jim Lee, who, who was doing all the artwork on the X-Men books with Chris Claremont. And he was just killing it left and right. And then you had a couple other people. I always forget who the other people are. And I feel bad that I remember Rob Liefeld and not the other people. Oh, but they all, their, their beef was creators' rights. Like, they didn't like that they'll come up with an idea for a character and Marvel will own that character or DC will own that character. You know, like Todd McFarlane, he's the co-creator of Spawn, but that's the name only. Marvel owns under. I'm sorry, Venom. Todd McFarlane's co-creator Venom, but that's just in name only. Marvel owns Venom. Marvel can do whatever they want with Venom. Todd yeah. Has over Venom. Todd has for anything Venom-related. And so, there's, as creators, there's no creative control over the artist. So as creators, they didn't really like that. So yeah. they they did this mass exodus. I think in like '91, '92, and they formed Image Comics. They formed their own comic books company called Image, and they each were like in charge of a subdivision. And they each had like a flagship title. Like Todd McFarlane had Spawn, Rob Liefeld had Young Blood, Jim Lee had Wildcats. Uh, one of the more talented people had Savage Dragon. Um, the Max, the Max was in, was was an Image Comics thing. And their whole thing was, was creator rights. So they're just, which is why when they made the Spawn movie, even though Chapel is the one who killed Spawn in the comics, since Rob Liefeld owns Chapel, and Rob Liefeld is trying to get. Uh, a young blood property off the ground. They couldn't use Chapel in the Spawn movie, so they created the character of Priest and turned it into Priest for the movie. But oh, it, it, is that it, what it, is? Is that the movie with uh, the guy that plays Jarvis? Uh, it, it had Michael Jai White as Spawn, and it had uh, Martin Sheen as uh, Jason Wynn, and it had John Leguizamo as Clown. Yeah, okay, I remember. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought and Michael so, Jai White did really good. Sorry, I just wanted to. No, he did. But that, that was their whole thing was creator rights. Like if you if you create a character, you own that character. You know, you you should have creative input. You should you know be compensated for it. Like that's your character. And yeah. so that's why I like to read like early uh, uh, image comics. Like sometimes characters will come and go, 
And that's just because artists come and go. And it's like, all right, well, they left. We're not going to use their character anymore because that's theirs, not ours. You know, and now, you know, in modern day, Image Comics is cranking out things like like The Walking Dead. That's an Image Comic. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I see. I see. Okay. It's... Now, now, uh, I was going to mention Savage Dragon, the artist slash writer of that. There Eric it is. Larson. The guy's so much more talented than, than Rob Liefeld. Now, now, what I'm gonna, what I will say about Rob Liefeld is, Rob Liefeld is a dude. Hey, sorry, who real quick, I just want to ask actually, you: is that the guy that wrote Thirty Days of Night? Okay, never mind. Sorry. No. No, Rob Liefeld is the one that created um, oh, Deadpool. Yeah, okay. And okay. Cable, yeah, Deadpool I think. And then, and and he's X-Force. he's well known for having really terrible artwork. Yeah, like the picture of Captain yes. America where he looks like his chest is larger than Black Widow's, and that's a Rob Liefeld piece. Huh. Here's the funny thing about that piece, though: it was never actually printed in a real comic. That's like some I learned. That that piece that everyone uses to illustrate what a terrible artist he is, um, that didn't that didn't that was a, a a rejected piece. That's something that he like, I guess, generates for for fans and stuff. But that didn't make it to market. But he started out when he was like nineteen twenty, and apparently before he got on, because I I did some some reading up on the guy a while ago, um, before he got on, he he was he was self taught. And one of his favorite artists was actually one of my favorite artists. One of my top five comic book artists is Jack Kirby, you know, and he actually took some cues from Jack Kirby's staging and, and art styling. Not that that saves it from being bad or good, but I think it's interesting that this young, young kid got on through Marvel with the portfolio. And I, I, I can't even remember. He didn't have any family in the industry. And they gave him a shot. I think he was like penciling or inking or something else. And then he had to fill in for someone on art. And then that particular issue mm. sold bonkers, you know, because it had the ridiculous pouches and the muscles and it was very hard rock. It was very, it was very grunge, very nineties. And people were like, Oh my gosh, this is teenagers across the world. were just like, Oh yeah, I got to get my hands on that Rob Liefeld artwork. Um, and he didn't really have an opportunity for some more seasoned veteran to sit him down and maybe give him some sort of tutelage. This dude taught himself. And the fact that he amassed such success at such a young age and him being so experienced, I do give him props for that. Not, not for the quality of his work, but just for being at the right place at the right time and then achieving his dream because not everybody gets that. Um, that's that's incredible, but but like I said, most of those people that were on Image in the beginning, with the exception of Eric Larson and Todd McFarlane, um, could not write. Jim Lee could draw his yeah. butt off. You I'll, know what I'm I'll, saying? I'll say that like, was, like Todd McFarlane was writing Spawn comics, um, but Jim Lee certainly wasn't writing any of the books he was on, and so there was one of the things where like. Almost like what we tried to do in the beginning with Frosted Minifigures, we tried to like empower the writers and make the writers producer directors, and then realize, oh, there's a reason you guys don't do this normally. So that's I, the, I get yeah, right, yeah. You know, I, I think it works in some cases, like like a certain person who I won't mention 
didn't have the chops to to direct or cast or produce but you know like i've done pretty okay with with some with some production work yeah you know what i mean um as far as getting actors and and voice yeah. directing now, and you know what yeah, i mean like i kind of know my way around the camera across the mini peers, we were very inexperienced so that's the kind of decision you know that an inexperienced person might make and they're they've never done an exodus like that before they've never started their own company before they just know they're all popular and working on these very popular books and so i mean i i get i totally get the mindset we are in a similar mindset so i totally get it true except the difference between me and them personally is my attitude was very much um, I mean, on the writing, I felt like I had a good grasp of that. But as far as the skills I didn't have, I was like, yo, I'm going to learn from Phil. Because, you know, at the time, you you know what I mean? You you had, like, bounds more experience behind the camera than I did. And I was like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up some things. Because, you know, it'll make your writing better if you get somewhat of an idea of what's going on on both yeah, sides of the was, camera. Yeah, because that was one thing um, is we would sometimes get these scripts and these stories. And then I would go through, I'm like, how the fuck are we going to film this? So that was my big thing was was kind of showing you and Chad and other people both sides. So that way they know, hey, if you write a scene that takes place on a space station, we're going to have to build a fucking space station. So be careful. Whatever you write, we got to film. You know? Yeah. And it's so admittedly, you, you know, so some that, stuff. By that, by that, you mean like is, stay within shit we can actually create with. What? Yeah, because when we were doing Frosted Mini Fears, you know, we didn't spoilers we didn't have a lot of money to work with you know we had a very limited budget and so you know it would always i would always tell like people who would write for us like write keep in mind we have no money whatever you write we have to film so if you write a scene where a dude fights 30 ninjas in a warehouse we got to now find a warehouse and 30 dudes and 30 ninja costumes. So uh, spoilers. Write something we can actually pull off. Spoilers. Don't, don't just go crazy. Spoilers real quick. I, I I I don't know if I mentioned this to you before. I wrote something for you guys for uh, Frosty Mini Fears. Not the one I just sent. Not the one I sent to, to Joaquin. Uh, I wrote another one and it all takes place in my room. And it it can all be filmed in my room. Beautiful. You're my favorite kind of writer. And it's a real story. I mean, you know, it's it's something. It, it's based on a real story. So it's like that's the kind yeah. of shit it's, I figured it was gonna. So because we had, because we, I'm gonna peel the curtain back a little bit. Uh, Joaquin, you, I think, were there for this and remember when this was happening. But we, I'm not gonna name names because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. It's water under the bridge. But there was a very prolific writer in the creepypasta community that's like universally beloved. And he was a fan of our stuff. And we had been going back and forth about him writing a story for us. And so we did like a Skype meeting with him and we chatted with him for like an hour. And he's a great fucking guy. Love him to death. Still friends with him. But we kind of laid out these ground rules where we're like, you know, whatever you write, we got to film. We don't really have a lot of money, so try to keep that in mind. Uh, mm. The longer your script, the longer it's going to be. We, we'd really like to keep it like under 10 minutes. We can go as high as 15, but any more than that, I just don't know how we're going to find the time to shoot it and edit it. So we put all these parameters in place, 
And then we got to work on the season and we kept a slot open for him. And then we got through like the first half of the season and he was still working on his story. And we're like, all right, all right, no rush, no rush. But then we get almost done with the second half of the season and he's still working on the story. And we're like, dude, we, we're, we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. We about to, we're, we're on the filming the last episodes right now. So one day I'm coming home from Berkeley and I get a message from Chad. And he was like, have you read so-and-so script? And I don't get fucking service on Bart because you're going through the tunnel. And I see I got a fucking email from him. I'm like, oh, shit, we got the script. And Chad was like, it's 24 pages. I'm like, it's 24 pages. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm reading it. And it's not even in like screenplay format. It's just like novel format. And I'm like, holy shit. Like And I'm reading this story. And it like takes place in like colonial England. And there's Mm -hmm. tree monsters. And there's like all this shit. And I'm like, how the fuck are we? How the fuck are we going to film this? Yeah. And and now it's the end of the season, so we only have a limited window to film stuff before we run out of time. So we're like, holy shit. And literally, like, me and Chad... What's up? I was going to say. But so literally, like, me and Chad, like, we went to our production assistant's house, and she has, like, a big U-shaped couch. And so me and Chad laid on two sides of the couch with like our heads right next to each other. So we made like a little V and then she sat on the other side of the couch with her laptop and like Chad read the story and I would jot down like, we need this. We need a log cabin. We need this monster. We need to do this. We need to write down all the shit we needed. And she would be on Google and she would Google like locations and she would Google how much stuff is costing so we could figure out a budget. And is there a cheaper way we can do this? And it was going to be a nightmare. And we figured out like, all right, if we film every weekend from now until the project uh, October, we can get this done and we can put it out as a Halloween special, but it's going to be tight. And like the first day of filming, we went out to like uh, Jamestown, which is like this old cowboy town that they filmed back to the future three at. And so we drove out there and we spent a day filming stuff out there there was like this log cabin in Berkeley right behind the campus. So we filmed stuff there and we're like, okay, we got probably 2% of all the footage we need. <laughs> and we're just stressing. And we just kind of realized this is going to work. This is not going to work. I, I can't hear and, you. And so oh, you cut out. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. No, so we realized, Hey, this is not going to work. And we had to like, tell the dude like yo man sorry this we can't we can't do this this is beyond our yeah. means and so we had to like so you got to like scrap everything so is there is there like stuff you guys written that you're just holding off until maybe when you do have you know what i'm saying the skrilla yeah, <laughs> i mean yeah yeah yes. we have a I ton mean, of your scripts yeah. that we never got around to filming <clears throat> yeah um, over the years i've had like ideas for stuff and so I've like written scripts or written just like scenes yeah. that I can build a script around. Just, just put them in the bucket. Like, well, someday put them in the bucket to marinate. Oh my god! You you know? Yeah, huh. yeah. I like sometimes I'll write stuff. You know, like like there's a story. <laughs> you guys, you guys, um, thank you for helping that, Gaspar. That, that, he's he's a lost soul. <laughs> I see. I've seen the best. He's been trying to join for forty like the past thirty minutes. Look, Follow instructions. Look, I I get how. 
look, I, I had an awkward time when, when Phil first posted the link because I, I clicked on the link at first. And then it was like, oh, well, you have to go into your browser and then fix the accommodations to it. because. And then I was all like, what? Like, browser? Why doesn't it just take yeah. me to the link? And then so then eventually, I don't know what I did. I don't know if I went back into the app itself. I mean, why doesn't it just take me to the app? Why does it take me to the browser? So I think little, it's a, yeah. I, I went into the app, did something, then came back out, and then finally gave me the option to either uh, click on a browser or the app. And of course, I clicked on the app, and then it brought me here. But it didn't work the first time. I had to like go through it, go through the link like more than once. So it's interesting. So it's not, you know, I could I could definitely see him having some trouble because I had like maybe a good 30, yeah. 45 seconds whole, before I got the on. The point is, you know, we're usually we're in the studio. We got mics. We got the board. We got the audio recorder. We got the Sega. And things are great and everything sounds crisp and clear and Which clean we'll, and easy. We'll be back to that eventually. We will. But for right now, we got to just try different means to pull this off and make this work. And uh, certain things are hopefully going to work out better than other things. And so... We're yeah, going to no. keep trying to find something that works best for everybody. So. Definitely. So, but I'm I'm pretty sure he can he can access it just this the way we did. He he has a smartphone too. It well, should work out. It's old smartphone. He's got like a ten year old smartphone. Isn't as long as it's not a flip phone. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I told I told him just um, I told him but just no for real. Um, today, since we've already been an hour, I mean you know. Unless, yeah, it's yeah, like, might as well. That. Like, come on, dude. Hashtag free, free gas. He's free. Um, that's the problem. He, he's actually free. <laughs> that's, but that's the tag I'm know, using, dang it. The crazy part is that motherfucker's free. <laughs> he's at home. Like, like, yeah, like, he's he's the one person in this group who probably has not been affected at all by this whole pandemic. Like, his <laughs> life has not changed at all. <laughs> That guy's hilarious. Oh, I love home, that guy. Don't know where I can't work. Oh, big adjustment. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this is gonna sound horrible, but I I got a little <laughs> early birthday gift. It's a bottle of of uh uh Jameson's the, the their special edition cask barrel whatever, and uh you know mm-hmm. I, I cracked it up. It, it's for my birthday. I cracked it open, just took a little a little sip of it, a little taste of it in a little glass. And while I was talking to you guys, I accidentally spilled some. And hopefully this doesn't this isn't bad. But uh, uh, while going to get towels to clean it up, the puppy, my ten, my my fucking five year old, five month old puppy, actually licked all of it. Oh, <laughs> so now he's like, like lick, he's been licking my hand for like the last ten minutes. Uh, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so so um, I wanted to. Real quick, because I didn't finish what I I know I we, we we went off topic, but I actually yeah I had to go on my rant against no, Rob Liefeld good. and Youngblood. It's good. I, we appreciate though, you know, because now like all right, you're that passionate about this. I want to ch- I might check it out, you know, and that's what I like about these little uh, things. Like you know, you guys have talked about some stuff I've never even heard of, and some of it I checked out, and it's actually been pretty pretty dope. So like. That's and then right now, like you said, like I, I like your little intro for the podcast now, where it's like content is king right now. Yeah, very much so, man. Very much so. Like, um, 
you guys um, yeah, people can't really get garage doors right now, so I figure uh, might as well uh, do a little shameless yeah. self promotion. Fuck you, no, this that's that's what it that's what, I mean. You know, it can't we we don't always have to do the same one. No, but what I was gonna say to to Joaquin's point earlier, um, I, I I I I've been meaning to watch Sopranos. I've been wanting to watch it for years, and I never I don't know why I never got around to it. I I that was one of the things when I I spent years without HBO, and I finally got HBO two years ago, three years ago, and I and I I never took advantage of the app till recently. Even when I worked at Comcast, that's how fucking stupid I, I was, you know. I never took advantage of the app. So now I have the app and I just started. Oh, I mean, now recently, I, I like I said, I watched uh, something with uh, with Michael Shannon, the guy who plays the Iceman in the Iceman. Um, I I saw he's in a, a, a Boardwalk Empire and I'm in season three now. I've been watching Boardwalk Empire. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show. No, that's a good fucking show. Like aside from aside from, uh, you know, because it it it's. It, deals with a lot of historical shit especially with the the bootlegging the 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 um rum the whatever the bootleggers back in the you know the al capone days it actually has al capone is one of the characters and it's kind of like it's funny it's kind of like a little multiverse because it has al capone lucky luciano all the real whatever and it also deals with the it has fake characters that were you know fictional characters that were created for the show and it's good but what i really appreciate is the writing like it has some really good dialogue, even though it's based in the 1920s. It's it's pretty. I've been watching that, like I said, for like probably like three days. Uh, last night I stayed mm-hmm. up to 4 a.m. watching it, and it's it's it's. I mean, it's one thing. It's got a lot of sex and nudity. You know, if you you know, I know, you know, if you, if you're watching, okay, it, no, if, if you if you're watching it or well. I, you know what's crazy is like I'm working out and I got the dumbbells, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, who, who after like whatever the twentieth, and then I'm making those fucking noises, and then you hear, oh, you know, girls can fucked like, oh shit, <laughs> it sounds really. If you got roommates, you know, just discretion because it's gonna sound weird. Yeah. But it's a really good show, man. It it uh, it's 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 crazy because like you know what I uh, like I mean maybe I was like tripping. But it's funny because they're talking they're, in the show. It's it's in the 1920s, and it's very historically accurate to 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 some extent. They talk about like in that time, the 20s, uh, the pandemic or whatever epidemic. Or I don't know if we got to a pandemic mm-hmm. of uh, polio. So like everybody's being careful with polio. Their elections are all rigged, and I mean, I, you know, there, it's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for between Republicans and de- Democrats? Uh, so it's just it, it's 1920s and like we're in 2020. So I, maybe I was too high, but I was making those connections, and it was like it was interesting to watch, you know. So um, yeah, especially with right now that we have we're living in a fucking pandemic. It's crazy because I I was at the store the other day and and this old lady like oh, I've never lifted or anything like this. I'm like, didn't you lift for like oh, anyways? I'm oh, sorry. That's that was the only thing I just wanted to talk on. That's a really good show, Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was just like, do you remember when I was telling you about that video game I was playing? Uh, this war of mine, where you're in, where you're like having to like survive oh, yeah. and forage and scavenge. Kill the family. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Where was that during the? Where I need was that to... during the 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 uh, Great Depression? I don't know when it was. I um I think it was at like World War Two, or it may have been a different different war. But it takes place in like Germany. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, no, no, yeah, because I mean the war had gone on for like two months. Like I was running out of places to scavenge. There was no food. <laughs> you know, my roommates were dying of starvation. I hadn't eaten in days. You know, you got to do what you got to yeah. do. And so I went to that house that had been there since the beginning of the game that I never messed with. And the whole house was empty except for the bedroom. And there was that old man and that old woman. And they ran in there and they boarded the door shut. So I kicked the door in and the guy was screaming, just take what you want. Jeez. Just don't hurt us. So I shot his wife dead right in front of him. <laughs> and then as he screamed, no, God, no, I shot him and killed him. What game is this again? And then I robbed this war this of mine. War of mine. And then and then I robbed them blind. And then on my way out, I hear something behind me. I just see the little text bubbles. So like, Mom, Dad, footstep, footstep, footstep. Oh, my God, no, no. Oh, so I'm like, oh, the sun came home. Well, might as well finish the job. So I went back and I killed the sun with my shotgun. <laughs> and I came home. And then my character slipped into a huge depression. He wouldn't eat, wouldn't sleep. He wouldn't scavenge. He wouldn't do anything. And then he ended up hanging himself in the basement you, you one mean day. Like a human. <laughs> You're fucking evil. Never fucking go through some horrible shit with, with fucking. <laughs> I knew you were crazy, dude. Like I seen it in your eyes. I mean, it's just a video game. It's sure. just a video game. But the point is, uh, with everything we're going through now, seems kind of appropriate, don't you think? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> It's jeez, feel better wherever you're. You're gonna be spending your uh, your quarantine time with. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're Danny McBride, and uh, and uh, then this is the end. <laughs> no, but you know what? Uh, I I have been enjoying like. I mean those those shows. There's also like, like aside from that. Um, I mean, I don't know how you see it, but I go, I go on walks and every time I go on a walk, like, I don't know, like they, the people were saying that definitely you can see it in the, the skies are, are clear right now. You know, I, I went to a couple of parks this week and you can see like, you know, yeah. You're, you're starting to cut in and out, JD. I mean, uh, yeah. Have but, you guys? Yeah, no. It's, it's, well, I was gonna say it's like it's like that meme I sent you, where it's like, oh, the sky's so clear, you can see the yeah. universal logo. <laughs> have you have you guys uh have you, like have you guys been keeping like I don't know any kind of exercise? I know with Evan, you know, Evan's been super busy. He's 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 been uh, telling me he's been super all. busy. No shape. And this is like the perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I I'm no, <laughs> I'm just no. Why well, I know. But, but Joaquin, you know, he was saying earlier that you know he's been he works out when he can, and you know when the grandparents are asleep, he'll sneak out for a quick workout. Is he still on? Uh, I think he dropped out a while ago. He's been having a hard time oh, reconnecting. Okay, okay. 
because I, I see the group What's chat the blowing up. What's the thing you watched? I know you don't watch much, but some. You know what? Here's the thing, dude. This movie got a lot of bad reviews, and a lot of people was shitty. I am actually watching it right now. I'm just having it playing like whatever, like in the background. Have you ever seen the Green Hornet mm-hmm. with fucking Seth Rogen? Yeah, I, I love that like movie. It, too. it has a shitty reviews, but I actually it's a fun movie, and it's uh, I mean, I never, I never really watched yeah. the, the the old show, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah, but yeah, same thing here. Like the only thing I had seen is that Batman. crossover they did yeah. with Batman. Robin. The only thing I had really yeah. seen. You know, and people were like, oh, it's so different from the source material. And I was like, well, it's not like the Green Hornet is this beloved staple of pop culture. So it's like, yeah. Like, what? yeah, no. You know, I, you know, I, I I thought it was funny. And uh, the guy from Stranger Things is the the guy from uh, Glorious Bastards. I forgot his name. I'm horrible with names. He's the main bad guy. Yeah, he also played the last James Bond movie. I never saw those. You know what? After Piers Bronson, I kind of gave up on. on uh... So, so I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm a pretty big James Bond fan. I've seen every Bond film. Um, my, personally, my Bond is Timothy Dalton. I loved. He was the one right before oh, Pierce yeah. Brosnan. Love me some Timothy Dalton. I love me some Pierce Brosnan because I grew up with Pierce Brosnan. Daniel Craig is cool. Like Casino Royale is so badass. I've never seen that. Like even today, it holds up. no, never seen. If, if 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 you only watch one Bond movie, watch Casino I, Royale. I, the really Pierce Brosnan cool. ones. I watched the one. Uh, shoot, what was the name of it? Goldeneye. I watched that one. What was the other yeah. one where he goes to Russia? You know, you know what I'm talking about. That's not. That's not Goldeneye. Uh, it's the other one. Uh, damn it. Anyways, I. I well, so so the second one was Tomorrow, Tomorrow Never dies. dies, and that's when he, well, well in no. that one he doesn't go to Russia; he goes to like Vietnam yeah. and South China. And then the third one, he goes to Russia. The world, is um, not the enough. world is not enough. With yeah. Denise Richards, yeah, uh, she was hot. I, you, you, uh, so I know I don't know if you, if I mentioned this before, but like Netflix is putting out some dope shit, man. Like they're rotating it really good. Did, did you see Taxi Driver? Have you ever seen Taxi Driver? We were talking about Scorsese earlier. I have, a, I have a long list of films that are on my bucket list, and it's all things like Casablanca, yeah. Goodfellas, Taxi Drivers on there. Um, there's a lot of stuff that like I should watch that I just oh, haven't had time day. to watch. That's the other one I the watched now. too. Die Another Day with uh with uh, Halle Berry. With Madonna yeah. and Halle Berry. Yeah, that, that one is oh, it's. It exists. <laughs> that was not that good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so. How many? Like the the best part of that film is is the 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 opening sequence when he's getting yeah, tortured. Yeah, but, but the, it, it's not. And then I mean, obviously, hot ass fucking Halle Berry. Yeah. No, yeah. dude. Um, I, I like YouTube content because we talk a lot about whatever. Netflix shit stuff that's available on Netflix. I know we talked about it a little bit, but there's a lot of good shit on YouTube that I just stumble upon in like the suggested stuff. And yeah, uh, there was a video I watched on like whatever weird, scary sound. Like what it was like one like stuff that like uh, it was a countdown. You know those countdown videos where it's like top five this, top five that. There was one I watched today, completely by accident. 
of sounds, and one of them was I forgot what they called the buzz, the buzz bomb. Two, it's like these here like sound before they landed, and they have a recording of that, like what it sounded like, and it's it's interesting, you know, like that's a recording of some shit that's about to kill people, you know. And then there was also this thing they did in Vietnam yeah. to scare to scare uh, the Viet Congs in the jungle. They played these loud ass uh, speaker. They put these loudspeakers in the jungle. The Americans and they played these like superstitious, religious, uh, whatever shit to play. People uh-huh. in the jungle would hear it and and would, you know would freak out like all the Viet Congs. Like uh, yeah, it, it was creepy. Like you know, it's not necessarily like paranormal. It's just scary yeah. shit. I think I always think war shit scarier than anything, you know, anything paranormal. And then yeah. there was one that was like a. Rec- yeah, see, that, that, was, that was my thing with horror is that like, uh, it's hard for me to get into like horror with like monsters and ghosts and zombies because in the back of my head I'm like, well, obviously this could never happen. So it's hard for me to like get scared at something I know could never happen. But when it's shit where you're like, oh fuck, that that could be real. That that could actually happen. That could happen to me tonight. You know, that's the shit that really yeah, fucking freaks and me it's, out. One yeah. of them, one of the sounds was uh, someone from far away had like a recording thing on, and it's when like an actual nuclear bomb dropped in Nagasaki, and that's fucking. That's like I've told you guys in the podcast before. That for me is probably like my fear, like in or around. A fucking nuclear bomb going off that's fucking scary dude like because you're not safe even if you're around it <laughs> you know the fallout and all that shit and then it lingers for hell of years that's scary as hell that's scarier than anything you could show me in a horror movie yeah yeah uh i see yeah. you've been busy with fucking uh uh learning how to do 3d shit dude what's up with that so basically, you know, I do freelance video doing? production, and I get right a now lot. You're just of, chilling, right? Yeah, and I, but I get a lot. Of, yeah, no, right now I'm just chilling. Nothing I can do. I mean, I'm still getting some jobs here and there. You know, I'm doing that action figure commercial um, for that one company. Uh, Revol- Pro Wrestling Revolution has me doing um, some work with them right now. So I'm trying to keep busy, make a little extra money on the side. But basically. Um, with me doing freelance video production, I get a lot of clients who want to do like 3d stuff. They want to do CGI. They want to add stuff in here. Oh, can we put an elephant running through here that turns into a velociraptor, you know, random shit like that. And I don't do 3d. So I always got to either tell them no, or I have to try and find a 3d artist who can do that and get a quote and then quote that to the client. And then it's always a huge hassle. So since I have all this free time and Blender is a free program and there's hundreds upon thousands of free tutorial videos on YouTube, I'm like, well, might as well spend this time learning some new skills. That way I can up my video production game and make a little more money. And so that's what I've been so doing. You, so that's just going to add another thing under your belt. Yeah, exactly. And you're um, teaching yourself. It's not you know, like just going to school. Something right? more I can... That's yeah, I'm not teaching myself. That's fucking teaching impressive, yourself. man. Because that that uh, I think when you teach yourself, well, not when you teach yeah. yourself, but like, yeah, to a certain extent, when you, you know, it's different. There's a big difference. 
of how you grasp the shit. Like I had a friend who who was who was going yeah, to school to learn how to work on on uh, auto body shit. He wasn't necessarily going to get a degree. Mm-hmm. He was just going to get the fucking knowledge. And I think you pick it up more when you're just there to scout for the yeah. The, yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing is like, like, uh, uh, there's, there's a channel on YouTube blender guru and he has like a whole like course, like a 15 part course on like the beginnings and the fundamentals of blender. And that's, you know, you make a donut from scratch and then you texture it and you add materials and you add bump mapping and then you make a cup of coffee that you take a reference photo and you recreate it off the reference photo and then you add lighting and you build an environment and you animate stuff. And so it kind of takes you through the basics of blender and it's like a 15, 16 part course. And so that's what I was, I was just following that. And a lot of times like you get stuck, you get frustrated. You're like, why isn't my thing doing the yeah. thing his thing is doing? Mm-hmm. So then you got to like troubleshoot and look online. And, oh, I got, I got, I'm an EV. I got to be in cycles. Damn it. And then, you know, you switch stuff around. Um, yeah, but you know, that's how you learn is when you get frustrated and you find the solution, you remember it more because right. you remember being frustrated and you're not going to get that solution involved now. with the shit you're trying to learn. It really, you really, yeah, you know, I always like I, w- I would tell Joaquin when he was first, you know, when I was first like training him behind the scenes, is you know, I would just be like, go out and shoot, go out and try stuff, and just try stuff yeah. until you get stuck and then go and find the answers. Because when you get stuck, you're going to retain that more than, you know, because you can watch a hundred YouTube videos and you think you're retaining it, but you're really not. It's not until you go out and you try to put it in practice and you're like, ah, well, how did he do the thing? Why is it not doing this? And that's when you go back and you watch it again. And now you're retaining that information because you're, you're solving this frustration in you. So I've been, I've been doing that. I've, I've quickly learned that I hate modeling. Um, so I'm kind of moving on to like, motion tracking and composition and animation because i figure like in most cases i can just download or buy pre-made models that i can use instead of modeling a car from scratch i'll just like buy a model of a car for or download a model of a car animation. so okay yeah exactly so um I've, I've done a bunch of modeling tutorials and now i'm moving on to like more visual effects stuff because for me that's more that's probably where i'm gonna use it more practically so are you are you like are you doing this just to pick up something not for freelance shit because you're not really going to use this type of thing for your frustrating for yourself right like your shit not really but there could be instances where i'm like you know uh, we have this problem we need to fix, and I just have an idea on how I can fix this using that, Blender. You, you know, because for, uh, for the for the video for the Devils Do video, right? Because I remember uh, when I did that scene where I had to crack a, a bottle in Evan's head. Yeah, we tried that a couple different ways, it and looked, the way I ended up doing it is I you yeah, had like it, a plastic bottle, like and I had. Yeah, because what I did is like, you know, we showed the actual glass bottle before and after. Like when you pick it up and you go to swing it, you're swinging the glass bottle. And then when you're done and you drop the bottle, you're dropping the glass bottle. But for <coughs> for that one like half second long shot of you breaking over his head, you actually hit him with a plastic bottle because it's going so fast. People can't people aren't going to tell. And what I did is I found like a video of glass breaking on like a black background and i was able to like 
use blending mode to like make the black transparent and then change the color of the glass to match the bottle. And then I put it right at the back of Evan's head. So when you swing the bottle, the video of the glass breaking comes in and it goes by so quick, it looks like the bottle just shattered over his head. But CGI yeah, is all computer magic. Looks really good, you know, because I, I get annoyed by shitty, not even CGI shit, like shitty CGI. Okay, perfect example. We just talked about this earlier and it was on Netflix not that long ago. Have you ever seen Donnie Brasco? Okay, well, there's a scene. No. Uh, and this all this bothers me like so much that I get so upset at the rest of the movie for it. There's a scene where they're in a bar and this one guy punches the other guy, and the punch is so like I don't know he just it was shitty, like the way it was thrown. I don't know why they kept that part of it in the thing, but it, he throws a punch real shitty at another guy's face, and it looked like he backslapped him kind of. But it wasn't really backslapping, and then the mm-hmm. sound they added in for the for the punch was not really like a typical punch sound. It was like a punch sound, like a, a Mike Tyson, whatever. What is was that video game? Uh, yeah, it's like a sound oh, from that, out. like out of that, straight up out of that. And it's like, psh, you know, and it's like uh, I didn't notice. I didn't used to notice these things. Yeah, back when I was. I mean, back before I, I mean, I'm not like I've been in hell of films or whatever, but you know, I'm more, I've been more involved in the, whatever, in, in that now in the last two years, especially like I see how you do shit, not, not necessarily on your computer, but like I see how, how they mix the scenes together. So I, I notice all that shit more now and it, and it really fucks with me when you catch those little. Yeah. Another, no, I'm- yeah. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Me me and my buddy were watching the uh the first episode mm. of Burn Notice. Um and like it was basically like the pilot, but they released it as like the first episode. And all the time I watched it, I'm like, holy shit, this production value is bad. Oh my god, those sound effects sound so stock and generic. That's, oh my god. Yeah, and that sucks that when you watch that and you you can catch it. I mean, uh, if you're just watching it and you I don't know. I analyzed those like one of the things a long time ago, I never noticed it. And someone pointed out was this was one of the first things that I caught like that was uh, which is very popular now. Star Wars when the fucking stormtrooper bumps his head. That was oh, the yeah. first time it, I ever it, noticed yep. something like that. It was because someone pointed it out, and ever since I I noticed all these little things more and more. Like mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this, and uh, yeah. Well, I remember being a kid and watching uh-huh. Batman Returns, and there's there's the scene where he like tears his mask yeah. off in front of Catwoman, and like all of a sudden, like yes. the eye makeup around his eye that... disappears. <laughs> and like I, even as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like I noticed, I noticed that, that right that, away. And that and what's funny is they kept that in all the movies. Like in the Christian Bell one, he clearly has makeup, and he just takes yeah. it off. And, and you know what I always hated about that too? I mean, I know, whatever. When he rips off his mask, it's like, <laughs> it's like fucking rubber or whatever. But it's supposed to be a suit that like bullets can't even penetrate. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, armor it's supposed to be armor. Takes it off and it's like fucking, yeah. Yeah, because. Yeah, because in the in the first one when he's rescuing Vicky Vale from the yeah. the museum and he's getting shot yeah. down with Joker's goons, they're like touching his arm and they're like, hmm, some kind of body arm. And it's easier 
movies for yeah. that. Yeah. You know, but like, uh, yeah. Well, this isn't. Uh, you know, I think I think certain certain like filmmakers are more careful about that. Like you, I don't think you can catch some, some. I mean, we could probably try it. I don't think you can catch any of those little errors with like a Kubrick film, or 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 uh, with, I mean, uh, the, the, yeah. the Coen Brothers. Like those motherfuckers, it seem like they they decide what what comes on the on the camera yeah. the entire fucking film. Like they're whatever is coming on the film, they wanted it to be. Yeah. See, I'm you. You worked with me on a couple projects. Like I'm I'm not the type of person who'll sit there and spend like an hour yeah. pixel peeping every square inch of the frame yeah. to make sure everything is perfect. I'm kind of like, did he say the line? Cool, we're moving yeah. on. You know. And there's a lot of times we're moving that fast. I miss stuff, and luckily I I know how to like fix stuff and post. Like there was, I remember uh, years ago, I was doing this short film, and it was about this dude who was like trapped in this room. And then there was one shot where he's like on a phone, and in the background we forgot to shut the door, so the door's fucking oh, yeah. wide open, and I yeah. couldn't like go back and reshoot it. But you know, I knew like, well, wait a minute, I have this other shot where the door is closed. Let me take a still frame from that. Let me cut out the door. Let me motion track this scene and paste the door in the background. And I like digitally shut the door. Like I replaced the open door with a closed door and motion tracked it in. And unless you're, you know what to look for, you'd probably never notice that I had to replace that door. Movie magic. But, and was it uh, yeah. uh scene continuity, whatever, yeah. where, yeah, like some, some stuff gets taken out and you don't catch it. But you know what? I, it depends. Sometimes it's sometimes. Yeah, oh, he's in the glass with his right hand, and then when you yeah. cut to the wide, that's, it's in that's his left one of those hand. Things, you know? Like I, I can forgive. Mm-hmm. I don't. As long as the movie's fucking good, who gives a fuck? In a way, you know. But there, there's one that really cracked me up. Yeah, I never sure. noticed it. I think I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this. Watching uh, my brother and I were watching uh, Child's Play, the the first one, the '80s one. Um, or 90s, nope. I don't know what, yeah, 80s, 80s. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene, like, she lives, well, you know, in the film, she lives in, like, the fucking hood, Chicago, when Chicago was Chicago back in the 60s, or, I'm sorry, in the 80s, and there was, like, you know, a crack epidemic, and she's a single mother living in a, in a fucking uh, shitty apartment complex, and it's, like, you know, it's rough. There's fucking gangs and serial killers running around, and, and, it's funny because when they there's a scene where they where they drop her off. It's a scene right after I guess she was working the night shift, and like the 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 kid is home alone with with uh, with Chucky. I, I'm sure you've seen this film, right? There's a scene where she comes yeah, where yeah. She, when I guess it was it was Andy's birthday and she's coming home finally, you know, and and his aunt Susie, I think her name was, is was watching him and Chucky kills her. She flies out of the window, and and then I didn't catch this. I didn't catch this yeah. until I was I was really paying attention to it because you know I've seen it, so I know how it is. And it's easier to catch all these things once you already know what the movie's like. But anyways, the scene is she she gets dropped off by the by the bus, and it's like hella like grimy, the bus itself. There's hella fucking you know like sketchy looking people on the bus. She gets dropped off, and as the bus is pulling away, she like waves by at the bus like that's very. <laughs> it's very unbelievable. Like, okay, you wouldn't do that in the hood, you know? It just that's what well, was one of them in that scene. The other one 
is she sees there's like a body and like someone fell from their windows, whatever, like a suicide. It looks like a suicide. And she looks at it like, oh, I wonder what's going on. She goes up and she goes into her apartment and she's like all like freaking out. Like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, and and uh, she sees her son. She knows he's OK. There's hella fucking investigators and there's a hole in her window. And then uh, she, they, they tell her, uh, we need to talk to you about your friend, whatever. And she's still like, what happened? <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> It's your house. There's a hole. There's a body. Done. Like, come on. Like, you would know that was. Eh. It just it throws it. It kind of. After watching it a couple times, you notice all those little things. Like, she would know. Not not necessarily like. Yeah, I I feel, I feel that way about like oh, the I Paranormal bet. Activity movies, where the whole gimmick of those movies is you know it's found footage. So it it's, but then weird shit happens, and nobody believes the the person and. Nobody decides to go back and watch the tapes to see if the dude is serious or not. It's like, we know you're recording this because that's the whole gimmick of the movie. Play the tapes <laughs> back, you'll see what we saw. But instead, you're like, oh, you, Rick, you're being so paranoid. Things. Like, What's crazy is the, the, the shit that inspired all those was one of the best horror movies of all time, the fucking uh, Blair Witch. Uh, is it before Blair Witch? Yeah. There really wasn't anything like that, right? There was, um, there was an alien. There was a film called Alien Abduction oh. Incident in Lake County, which aired on like UPN, and it was an it was I think it came out like a year or two before Blair Witch Project, and it was like this family of Thanksgiving, and then like aliens fucking show up, and it's all this like camcorder footage of them like seeing aliens like mutilating cows, and they come and attack the family, and so there was that, but there was never really big. It never caught on like Blair Witch. Because Blair Witch did the whole thing where, like, they passed it off like it was real. Like, this is, like, the early days of the yeah, internet. They and they a, made, like, they a website like a for the film with, like, missing posters. Behind this shit. Yeah. yeah, and so all the... So what made it scary was, you know, half the people watching that film yeah. thought it was real. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know what? Yeah. The, the, like, uh... In that, in Maryland and in and, and Boston and, and the, back in the days, there was hella those fucking whatever child abductors that were killing kids. I mean, you don't have to fucking be a witch. I mean, whatever you want to call a witch, just killing kids is creepy. So the, it was very believable. I remember a lot of people actually believed because I remember when that came out and I was afraid of watching it. I was like, Ugh, I hear a lot of things about it. Like, it's real. I thought it was real. It's real footage. <laughs> That's what they kind of made it out to be. Yeah. And going back to what I said earlier, I think that's the best yeah. kind of horror is when it's believable. Yeah, when you're like, oh shit, this could happen. The ghost shit. Like these motherfuckers, like they disappeared. And they, I don't know if you ever saw, there was like a behind the scenes footage in one of the, one of the, uh, where they were kind of off character and they were saying that people were fucking with him. Like whether people knew they were making a film, they were, so what, what's, what's crazy is um, wh- when they were filming the first Blair Witch, like the actors did most of the filming. There wasn't really a script. There was kind of an outline. But what would happen is they would legit be camping and like they would get like notes and letters and stuff from the filmmakers where it's like uh, be hostile towards this person, you know, with like little like character notes of things to do and things that were going to happen. 
And then like gradually, like as the days went on, the filmmakers were giving them less and less food to kind of make them more irritable as the shoot went on. So by the end, they just have like half an apple. Yeah. Like, so by the end of the shoot, everyone just has like a bag of nuts and a banana and that's their whole food for the day. But then like, also like while the actors would sleep, (laughs) like the filmmakers would legit like (laughs) fuck with them and like shake their teeth and stuff. And then, like, one day, like, the actor who played Josh, like, he got, like, a note in, like, you know, his daily drop where he's just said, at some point when everyone's distracted yeah. and nobody's looking, he bounce out. So the other actors didn't know he was, go- he was leaving so and didn't really, know if he was, was coming back or not. So, yeah. So, like, the filmmakers would just fuck with these people. And, like, there's a, there's a funny story. Um the the night when they like they're fucking with the tents and everybody takes off running um uh there's a part in the film where uh, no, uh, uh what's the chick's name was Kevin, it jennifer you know she's or whoever the... i want to i want to have her on sorry oh, okay. i just wanted to say this well, there, I a scene... and maybe we could have her t- talk about talk about uh because she we posts should. videos she's really cool we... man yeah no, we, should. we should but there's a scene in the movie where they're all you know they they're the middle of the night and they all take off running and you can see, she runs and she looks off to the side. Yeah. She's oh my god, what the fuck is that? What yeah. the fuck is that? And they keep running. Yeah. But we never see what she's reacting to. Like for whatever reason, the actors never filmed it. But according to the filmmakers, what they did is they they hired like this creepy old dude and they like just stuck him in a pair of like white long johns because so it'll fucking show up at night. And he's literally just like in the woods, like running at them. And they just see like this thin, pale, like like sickly looking figure running at him and they're like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? And take off running. But they never bothered to film it. So they felt bad. Like this old guy never got to be in the film. He like fell in a puddle and got soaking wet and had to like walk back and soaking wet long gone. I didn't know that. I thought I thought but, they were just improvising. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was improvised, but it's it yeah, like no. it, I didn't know it was to the extent where they're like fucking yeah. with them psychologically. And like it's kind of like uh what was that show? Like Big Brother where they <laughs> give one person instructions because i think i mentioned this on the on the podcast before i read about how they auditioned for that role they wanted to see how good they were at improvising mm-hmm. if you weren't really good at improvising you weren't going to get this fucking role and one of the things they did like you come in instead of handing you a piece of paper and like you know read you know they, they brought you in and they tell you here's the scenario this is what the directors and the casting director supposedly told them here's the scenario you you are about to go you're about to be sentenced uh for prison and the jury's about uh whatever and they're giving you your last whatever your final argument as to why you're not guilty they didn't tell them what you're being accused of it's just improvise it and it's like go and and there was like hella actors stumble with that like uh i'm usually just here you know they weren't they weren't there to fucking They weren't there to like come up with shit, uh, so they they got the the three best ones for that shit, and that's I mean it showed that was really good fucking acting, paranormal activity acting, shit, dude, they were fucking horrible. Uh, the the first one was kind of okay, yeah. eh, it was all right. The second the the ones that came after that, yeah. they are shitty, man. You know. I, did you see the one that was based on like Mexican? Uh, I did. I saw the first I one the in theaters. theaters. I saw the, the second day. one in theaters. The third one I saw 
The third one I saw, I think, on like DVD. And I think that was the one where like most of the stuff that oh, was yeah. in the trailer wasn't yeah. even in the movie. Yeah. Did you is that the one where there's like a cult and there's like a demon that comes out of the fire? Is that the one? That's two, maybe I two or wanna say so, but have you speaking of speaking of horror man, because yeah. I know you you know I, I know this guy is not liked, but have you seen uh um Roman Pulaski film? I think it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Um Rosemary's Baby. I just watched that for the first time. No, I haven't seen it. It's good. It's kind of creepy, but it's good. You should check it out. It's one of those classic horror films. It it doesn't. It's it doesn't. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. it like I, okay, I'll, I'll try to check out. What yeah. I want to check out is the new Invisible Man movie. I heard a lot, I heard a lot about good stuff about, about that. that. So that's uh, on my list. To Jay a lot. Jay tells me, you know, because he goes. He's well. He used to. Go to the movies a lot, and and I mean, you know, he's a filmmaker who, so he's always at the theater. And he told me that that Invisible Man is super good and has nothing to do with the 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 classic uh, Invisible Man horror film. Like it, it doesn't have anything. That's kind of what I was like. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of seeing all these remakes. I want them to just come up with their own shit, you know. <laughs> but. Not that it, not, I yeah, mean, like, I'm it doesn't look really good. Way. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm I, just, I, I, my, so my, yeah. my whole thing is anytime you do a remake, yeah. you're inevitably going to be compared sucks. to the original. And so, yeah. especially if it's a good original, like, you know, no matter how good your film is, it's never going to live up. Like, you know, they remade Total Recall. Most people was, even uh, forgot that, that there was a Total was re- with, Recall uh, remake. That's Schwarzenegger, right? Schwarzenegger, yeah. yeah. First one was a Schwarzenegger remake with uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Colin Farrell, I think, was in the remake. You know, and they and they, yeah. and they remade RoboCop, and it was terrible. Yeah. And they remade Ghostbusters with a bunch of chicks, and it was terrible. And so I, I I know why they do it because it's brand recognition, and people were like, oh well, they liked the old one of this, so they'll come check out the new one. So it's like an instant, like surefire way to get people to see your movie. Because there's like a built-in audience there associated with that brand, but you just you run the risk of just if you do something that's too radically different, you're going to piss people off, and you're going to be like, "Well, yeah. why did you call it such and such if it's nothing like it?" And if you do something that's too similar, people are going right. to be like, "Well, you didn't do anything new. Why did you even bother?" So you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. So I, I would much rather watch uh, a cool original uh, thing uh, than a remake. Um, a remake or a reboot. Yeah, because that's one of the things I hate. Where yeah. I mean, certain like okay, this was this was a talk maybe like what ten years ago or or five years ago. There was a some people mentioning that they wanted to remake The Godfather with Leonardo DiCaprio as the main character, basically Al Pacino's character, and there was hell like ah, that's it's like that's one of those. That's also what I like when they remake a film that wasn't that well known in its time. I think it's and it, especially if not a lot of people can see it, it's not going to be the same. You know, like can you imagine? Yeah, because like in the in the '90s they remade the Thomas Crown Affair yeah. with uh, Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo. But most exactly. people had not heard I of can, the original Thomas Crown that, Affair, especially if it really if they do a really good job about it, like. <laughs> This is one thing that always baffles me because 
the 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 fucking the series saga or whatever has gotten so fucking ridiculous. The Fast and the Furious, the the Fast and the Furious, the, the original. I've never seen the original Fast and the Furious from like the. No, I'm talking I've seen about the, the first two, the and then I stopped. Like the fifties no, or forties, the Fast and the Furious, the actual oh, first Fast and the Furious, oh, not the first one, but you know the original. I mean, they had the same yeah. name. I've never seen that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't even think it's the same thing. But I saw Point Break, and Point Break, and the first Fast and the Furious are kind of like the same film, dude. If you watch that, watch those two films. I mean, if you want to, I mean, right now people got time. So, so here's here's what's crazy about the Fast and the Furious franchise. I've seen the first two, and then I kind of yeah. stopped. I stopped when they started drifting through Tokyo. I've heard, I've heard but I've, I've they've heard gotten so Tokyo crazy and so ridiculous. Than the second one and and rivals the first. Uh, so I I might have to check it out just because I've heard about that. But sorry, go ahead. But check this out. They've gotten so crazy yeah. and so over the top and so ridiculous that. Uh, I, I think uh, one of the last movies I was at, they played yeah. a trailer for Bloodshot with Vin Diesel, and <laughs> I thought it was another Fast and the Furious movie. I'm like, okay, he's being resurrected. He's got it superpowers could, it now. Will be. That seems like that'd be a Fast and Furious thing. It wasn't until the you know what? I'm like, oh, Bloodshot. Okay. They, uh, well, okay. What you're thinking of did happen. <laughs> they 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 actually made a spinoff of Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know if you saw that's like a spinoff. Yeah, well, there's this a character in the trailer that for has it. superhero abilities. So it's gotten there, man. It's fucking it, it got there already. That's how you know that's that's what like when it, that's considered yeah. action film. It, honestly, dude, like don't get me wrong, I like I like him. He seems like a cool dude, but the rock, the rock's films, man, are kind of shitty. Like. You know what skyscraper <laughs> when he fights a building? <laughs> that guy is like <laughs> anything no? where he can wear cargo pants and <laughs> he, he like I I don't uh, he's a good actor. I think he could be a good actor. I don't know about like you know like like we were talking about like Pacino level or whatever he, you know whatever. But I I think he can do good shit. He just gets these like really fucking like uh, I don't know what to call him these. Well, it's weird because he'll get he'll get high profile roles in like GI Joe and Jumanji and Fast and the Furious yeah. and Gridiron Gang. Mm-hmm. He'll also do like it's Rampage. Like, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't which think is the Rock says no to anything. Most well, fucking paid actors right now, uh, rightfully so. Yeah. And rightfully so. Exactly. Like that motherfucker was not going to just sports entertaining. You know, like he he looked, he had, yeah, no, for sure. Oh, speaking of that, have you seen the fucking Big Show's Netflix yeah. show? Huh? Show <laughs> yeah, show? I watched like five uh, episodes. The Big Show show? I have not, but my, uh, I yeah, mean, she's yeah. not really my stepdaughter, but she's kind of my stepdaughter. Uh, she, she was. Uh, she was watching it recently because she was over here uh, this past couple weekends, and so she was watching it. I, I and she enjoyed it. it I, but I have not. Shows, I have not seen it yet. Was like the next best thing to Andre the Giant, huge. And I was, I always was a fan of that guy. Yeah. Like motherfucker's hella big. 
he's he's also kind of like a gigantor, right? Like he has the same, not exactly like under the giant, but he's fucking big. So I always I always was a fan of him, and uh, so that's why I watched it. But it's like, yeah, it's not. I don't think it's 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 for like kids. <laughs> it, 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 but it's you know whatever. It's interesting. Yeah, no, have you been have you been like cooking and shit? Yeah, uh, a little I'm, bit. I'm, I, I'm kind of uh, hesitant but... to watch. Like, there's a there's a bunch of shit that's. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I did watch uh, Tiger King because uh, some of the memes were hella funny to me. I just I was like, fuck it, I, I'm gonna watch it just cause just cause the memes, you know, like the memes made it like there's a lot of funny ass shit about it of the memes, and then I watched that's you know what, dude. Like whenever like something blows up and people make memes about it, that's gotta be the fucking best advertising advertising uh Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the memes that are now become like a, a part pop of pop culture. Fucking yeah. <laughs> juggernaut, dude. Like that's how crazy like like the world is now. Yeah. We- I know our fans don't get to see this, but in our group chat, it's every meme city oh for the past yes. month. Me, but I don't think so. I'll tell you what, dude. I don't, I don't think Joaquin's coming back, and we've been going almost um, two hours. Yeah, no, I, I was yeah, I think I think right we now. should wrap it up. It's, it's last thing that I was I was going to recommend, just because I know our listeners are probably watching this shit too. There's a dope documentary on netflix called empire games and it's all about like the ancient empires like there's an episode on the roman empire the greek empires the fucking uh uh aztec civilizations the chinese the egyptians it's interesting i, I love history so that's fucking dope as hell and then another one that i rewatched recently and i don't know if you've ever watched mm-hmm. called cocaine cowboys you ever heard of that okay but i i watched that and no, I have not. That's a fucked up documentary about the eighties and the seventies and Pablo Escobar and, and the lady that started Pablo Escobar. Quick little story about that real quick before we go. There's a lady that that fucking documentary is based on a lot of her name was Graciela Blanco. She was a, she was a lady that basically taught Pablo Escobar how to do, you know, how to sell, how to traffic cocaine. She was the first cocaine trafficker in the world the lady she was like a fucking mafia boss here's this here's the story where I, I, I i've told you some stuff you know about richmond uh anyway she was like a fucking like her scarface was like loosely based yeah she was crazy and she would have if you didn't pay her money it was like oh i'll see you next week whatever she would just kill you she killed a lot of people and she had five sons i believe and it's it, the interesting about it is there was this, uh, what her? I think he's like the only son she has alive now. One of her sons, he grew up in the Bay Area, and he's like maybe in his forties, whatever now. And uh, he recently did a podcast where he talked about his brothers, because his brothers went from Miami and Colombia, and then they moved to the Bay Area, and uh, he talked about how they fucking sold cocaine all over Oakland, Richmond. Uh, whatever. I mean, you just watch the documentary, but what I wanted to say is I knew this guy who was a fucking coke dealer in, in, in Richmond. And um, it's interesting because I forgot I, I, he was older, 
but I overheard a conversation with him and this other dude, and they were asking him, where, you know, where do you get your cocaine? And the family's name is Blanco. That's the last name, Blanco. And he said, oh, I get it from the Blancos. And I thought, maybe some white dudes, you know, because <laughs> he's white. You know, like, oh, maybe some white dudes. And then uh, that's like, yeah, the, the, the Blanco family, I get it from them. This is like 90s. I remember hearing that conversation. And I was thinking, oh, he gets it from whatever white people. But he was talking that family, which if you watch them. Yeah, I was around motherfuckers that were around them, and they and the assassin. Yeah. So if you want to watch it, I mean, okay, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it out. We got nothing but time on our hands. Uh, this has been fun, man. Hopefully, I. Hopefully, I can get I can get Heather. Yeah. That'd be All right. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be. Yeah. We'll 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 try. We'll just reach out to everybody. We'll reach what? out to the yeah. Rock He's and see if he says no to us. You know. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, man. All right. Yeah. Exactly. But. All right. Well. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on the joint voice party, Jables. It's been the voice party. We're out.